0: Welcome to Off the Bench NRL with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. All the big news and views
1: from a big week in footy. Yes, welcome to Off the Bench. Scotty Sattler here. No Jason Matthews. He came back from Bali after two weeks and there's a thing called Bali Belly. And he's uh, still laid up at the moment. So you've got myself... And throughout the show, I'm going to bring in our good friend, Daddy Vass. How are you, Daddy?
2: Hey, Sats. Oh, Jason Matthews. I haven't met him. What's he? Who is he? Well, he goes by the name (laughs) of Woogie.
1: Oh, Woogie. Same guy. Oh, right. They've never been seen in the same room together. (laughs) Origin is over, of course. And uh, well done, New South Wales game three, saving a fair bit of pride. And it was a tremendous performance. We're going to review the state of origin number three very, very soon. Also the, the whole series. And now we get to focus on the remainder of the NRL season. As we look at it uh, at the moment, of course, the Penrith Panthers are leading the competition as we're into round 20. There is um, three teams having the bye this weekend, but the Panthers lead leading the competition. The Broncos second, Sharks third, Storm fourth, because you seem to forget what the ladder looks like over Origin. Mm. You get lost in, the, in all the chaos. Panthers, Broncos, Sharks, Storm. Round out the four. And in fifth position, the Raiders. Well done, the Raiders. And they're still minus 55 in their differential. Warriors sixth. Eels 7th. Hang on, what are the Eels doing there? Yeah, Rabbitohs 8th. So it's funny, the Rabideaux are on 8th on 22 points, and the Roosters are in 13th, get this, on 20 points. And I know the differential is bad, but if you can put three, four games together, wins together, mm. you're right amongst it. So it's, it's one of the closest ladders we've seen, all the way down to the, the Roosters on 20 points and the Knights on 14, uh, 19 points, I should say.
2: So that's that close loss. To the Dolphins by the Titans over the over the last round. Yep, I think that's going to be very very important for the Titans at the end of the season. Yeah,
1: well, again they're in the negative as well. So mm. if you're in the negative, you're up against you just got to win games. Simple. It doesn't matter what you're for and against. Is if you win games. On the show today, we've got uh, New South Wales assistant coach Danny Badiris is going to uh, wash up Origin three. He's a great guy, Danny Bedirus, and um, has a huge influence on that side. Um, he's a bit of the the silent. He's a bit of the silent assassin for the New South Wales Origin side. Not a lot of people know he's involved, but he's a tremendous guy, Danny Badiris. He'll join us on Off the Bench. Chris Nelson has all all from the weekend um, and also some juicy tips for this weekend as well for Racing Queensland. Now, the big news outside of Origin was announced on Thursday is that Payne Haas, his manager, has announced he will go to the open market November 1, off contract at the end of twenty
2: twenty four, I don't like. Well, the you're sound a Broncos this. man. You're yeah. a Broncos man. So
1: this is distressing mm. to hear when your number one player is possibly going to go to market now. To put your fears at bay, I don't think he'll leave the Brisbane Broncos. I think this is a smart play by the manager. If he was going to stay at the Broncos, the easy question would be, well, just sign because he's going to get seven figures wherever mm. he goes. He's going to get seven figures mm. whether it's rugby league or rugby union. So the The worst case seven figures. The worst case scenario is he's going to get a million dollars. So the worst case scenario for a Brisbane Broncos fan, he's going to get a million dollars, but he's not going to be at your club next year. But as a manager, this is this is smart because no front rower has earned this amount of money. Mm. So he's going to be the highest paid front row in the history of the game, and he has the ability now to say, well, you know what, we're going to get a minimum million. We know that from the Broncos. So let's just go and see what's out there, but what it does do? Well, now he he doesn't have to wait till November one if you're going to talk to Rugby Union, he can do that now, and probably would be doing that now. He's manager, but what this does as a Broncos fan, Cohen, is to say, listen, we're going to go to the market November one. We can't do anything till then from a Rugby League point of view. It just takes all the pressure off them. Mm. There's going to be no questions about when are you going to sign for the Broncos. You know, what are you going to do? The manager just out and said, we're going to go to the open market November 1. It shuts down everything. And now just, um, it just allows Payne Huss just to, just to focus on the rest of the season. Let his manager do all the negotiating with Rugby Union. And when November 1 comes around, we may say in November 2 that he re-signs with the Brisbane Broncos, but he's had the ability to, to worry about the rest of the season. It may be the Broncos get through to a grand final. And if they win it, get beaten, whatever it may be, they may announce that he a song with the Brisbane Broncos that following week before November one. So mm. this is a smart play for the manager and don't worry. The Broncos would be in, they'd be in conversations with the manager already. They'll they they they'll know where Payne Haas sits. They know what sort of money he's going to be asking for. Minimum a million dollars. What would he get in rugby? Well, Joseph Lee got 1. 1.6, 1. 1.7. He's 20 years of age. Payne Haas is 23 years of age. So they're in the same category. Uh, Payne Haas although he hasn't had a rugby union upbringing, our colleague Matty Rogers believes he'd be an amazing number eight at six foot five and the mobility and the fitness that he's got. Yeah. He'd possibly destroy rugby union, but then again, he may not. So you're not making me feel any better. Sass. you know, it's a huge risk. If he's motivated by money, <laughs> if he's only purely motivated by money, he'll go to rugby union. If he's not motivated by money, but he knows he's going to get a million dollars, but where can he win a premiership? Hmm. I think he stays at the Brisbane Broncos.
2: I, from a from a Broncos fan looking in, I think that like they've updated Paddy mm. Carrigan. They've updated a few other boys. Is Payne sitting back there going, "Why haven't you updated me?"
1: Well, they have upgraded him throughout his last contract, and he's still on the market. He's still underpaid for his what he can do. Yeah, and he knows that. Yeah, right. So is this, is this a reaction to that? Possibly, but. Mm. He, know, well, he knows he's going to be the highest paid front row in the competition. Right. His manager knows that right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Wait. Uh, watch your space when it comes to Payne Haas. And big news also, great news if you're a Warriors fan. Sean Johnson's re-signed, re-signed for the Warriors for a further year. That'll be his 14th season. He's been outstanding for the Warriors this year. I'm glad he's staying at the Warriors and, and didn't look elsewhere. Uh, let's get to a break. And on the other side of the break, we're going to review State of Origin number three more
0: off the bench nrl soon subscribe to the podcast so you
1: never miss a moment
0: search off the bench nrl on itunes or spotify welcome back this is off the bench nrl with scott sattler and jason matthews
3: now they go left-hand side. Munster, they had an extra number. He decides to kick. Who's got it? To-oh. Fly side. Ball comes back. Now it's on the ground for Queensland and they've got it and they've scored. The first time Queensland have come down here with sustained pressure and they get a reward. 4-0 they lead. They come now to Murray. Murray throws it out. Moses tips it on. Kalamatungi. goes to top. oh to Oh, great footy. Great footy. Brilliant work, New South Wales. Very quickly through the hands. Kalaamu Tungy just tapped it on and Stephen Crichton delivered a pitch-perfect pass and Brian To'o scores in the corner. Now they come. Long to Cody Walker on this left-hand side. Lovely quick hands. That was Brad the Best. Now Fox. Kicks for the Fox. Tedesco. Fine. Fox got there. Oh, let him dance. Get away from him. And let him celebrate the try. That is magical. Cook. Goes out the back now to Walker. Oh, he went short. Bradman Best. Bremman Best is over. Who said he looked dangerous? Mo He didn't want to say it, but now New South Wales has scored again. And Hunt has got to Cotter, and Cotter juggled it, and so did the Hammer. But now he's flying, and he kicks it up for himself. Oh, oh, wow. He is magical. Well, Josh Carr Atosca- scored one of the greatest tries in Origin history, and Hammer said, no, 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 no. Watch me do that as well and he done it at the other end of the park and it's just as brilliant. Oh, Here he goes! God. Today's away. go! Break three! Shot oh, ball! Oh, go yes, Redmond gets a double! We talked how good he's been. Now he gets the chance to dance! New South Wales have saved face on home turf. Final scoreline, New South Wales 24.
1: Queensland 10. Yeah, great call there by Jimmy Smith on SEN. All the highlights from Game 3. Of course, Queensland winning the Origin Series 2-1, but the New South Welshman outstanding in Game 3. Freddie Fitlow. well, the question will be, will he coach in 2024? Uh, all that remains to be seen. But it was a tri- terrific, terrific performance there by the debutant Bradman Best, of course. We're going to go through what we learned about 2023 Origin Series. Uh, now, I'm going to bring Daddy Vass in for this as well. And, Dad, if you want to... Uh, chime in, because you're you're a mad rugby
2: league man as well. That was hard to listen to just (laughs) then. As a Queensland fan? Yeah, that was hard to listen to. Yeah, so
1: of course there's three calls. S. E. N. do three calls, a Maroon's parochial call, a Blue's parochial call. That was Jimmy Smith for the neutral call with Mo Zumbi and also Timmy Manor as well. So what did we learn from the 2023 Origins series? And I suppose some of the questions are, are Queensland that far ahead? Or did they take their foot off the throat for Game 3?
2: Well, mate, the obvious thing for me is Reese Wal- Walsh missing in Game Three. Yeah, it was
1: completely different with AJ. AJ is a very dangerous player, but a completely mm. different player than what what Reese is. We thought it was a like for like change, but the mm. way they play Reese, the way he comes onto the ball at speed and threatens the defense, just really, it really wasn't the same with AJ. AJ's more a player that likes to just. Sort of hum around the play of the ball a little bit more. There well, wasn't the biggest opportunities for for AJ. His running style is jinky, yeah, which which can sort of which can stifle the outside men trying to time their
2: running. Well, like you know, with with Walsh, you know, he's just going to hit the ball hundred miles an hour, and, and he plays be... like a second
1: five eighth as well. Yeah, and you're yeah. just running off that. Mm. Where
2: where AJ, you are kind of in two minds a little bit. Yeah. Is he going to stop here and pass? Is he going to keep running? Is he going to go back the other way? So I did see a couple of times in that game, the centers and the wingers, they were they were either in front or behind him. Yeah. So, it's yeah. all about timing. Um,
1: left field decisions by Billy Slug, Uh Started Harry Grant, funnily enough. Probably just said to him, well, Ben Hunt started the first two and you deserve to start one with the number nine jersey. So off you go. Brought for feeder off after scoring the first try, which was a little bit bizarre. But I suppose you've got the opportunity to do that when you've won the series 2-1. But outside of that, take nothing away from New South Wales. Bradman, best outstanding. Cody Walker was phenomenal. You know, He was the much-deserved man of the match. To answer the question, are Queensland that far ahead? I don't think they are. I don't think they are. Next year, 24, if everyone's fit, and you've got a Tom Travoyevich and a Latrell Mitchell. Um,
2: Makes a huge difference. Well, we're them? looking
1: at one of the great origin series next year if, if Queensland, which they will keep pretty much that side together. DCE. And DCE will be a question about whether he plays again. He's going to make a decision over the preseason.
2: I'll ask you, mate. DCE. He he does a preseason, right? Yep. He comes back. He's not feeling as fresh as he has this year. He decides to retire from from representative football. Is Tom Dearden the obvious choice? Yeah, I think so. He'll either be
1: Tom Dearden or or Ben Hunt. Right.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they'd probably go
1: Ben Hunt mm. first, but Dearden's definitely. He's proven coming in game three last year, decided that he can he can handle that level. So either way, I think there's pretty good depth there. Um. Cody walking of the match is a reminder to New South Wales what could have been, I think. There was a lot of calls for him to come in, and it's easy to say that in hindsight now, but I think everyone saw what he brought to the side. Um, and they got the combinations right through Cody, but most importantly, defensively. They got it right defensively. Mm. Everyone kept saying, you've got to score a heap of points. You've got to defend a lot of points when you're playing against good sides, and they got it right defensively. So... I thought the selections in game three were, were pretty good. I mean, many questioned Bradman best, mm. but when you've got someone like Cody inside you, it makes your job so much easier. you just got to hit those right lines and those right holes, and a guy like Cody makes the best decision out of anyone in the competition.
2: As a player, Sats, mm-hmm. when you get – I remember going to training, right, and, write and you'd, you'd be there on a Thursday night, and they read out the team list for the weekend or the Friday night fixture. And being a back row, you never know whether you're going to be picked or not because you've got a couple of blokes behind you. But for Stephen Crichton, being actually named centre, you know, before, like, going into camp and mm-hmm. then Freddie coming out 1-17, to no late changes, how much confidence does that provide for those players in those positions? Because he was 1-17. to And in Game 1 and Game 2, there was so much conjecture around the squads and, and who's in and, and, and who's out. Well, you and, could
1: see the way Steve Crichton played. That's what I mean. He's defensive. He just he, he tore Queensland apart defensively. He was so aggressive. Mm. Now, when you look at Bradman Best with two tries on debut, in 2024, if everyone's fit and playing well, he was probably leading into this series. He was fifth or sixth in line. Mm. Matty Burton was probably ahead of him until they got beaten by 66 by Newcastle. He was probably sixth in line, Bradman Best. Then he moved to fifth because Newcastle smashed the Bulldogs he went ahead of Burton as a centre. Campbell Graham was ahead of him, but he was injured, so he went ahead of him. Luttrell and Tommy Trebojevic are injured, so he goes ahead of them. So it's him and Crichton that are left over. Now, if 2024, he's probably moved ahead of Graham now. He's probably fourth in line. So you've got Tommy Trebojevic, you've got Luttrell, you've got Crichton, and then you've got – now you've probably got Bradman Best, who goes ahead of Campbell Graham, because Graham hasn't been given an opportunity yet. Great running centre.
2: Yeah, and. and you know, can he take this form back to Newcastle?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, remains to be seen. But mm. the good players do; Yeah. they find a way to. And Origin comes around at the right time for players. We've seen the Cowboys; it's worked really well for the Cowboys. They needed something, and the motivation of Origin took their players to come back to club level and and lift their performances. And what's happened? What will happen with Bradman Bessie, You would think he'd go away just so confident. Now, you know, I was I was fortunate to play one Origin, only one Origin. I knew that when I went back to Penrith, the experiences that I'd had with you know guys like Gordy Tallis and Lockyer and and those guys and, yeah. and Webkey and I just I went back the the back end of that two thousand three and i you feel like you're invincible because you've had that experience, yeah now I can't imagine what it'd be like for to be a guy that has has played multiple origins and then go back to origin and You just need that extra motivation. That's Mm. probably what Bradman best needs. I
2: think it was a good move by him pre-game just to come out and say, I hate Queensland. I hate hate Queensland. Well, you
1: know, his family's from Ipswich in Queensland. His dad is the maddest Queensland supporter ever. His dad was one of the most freakish schoolboy rugby league players you've ever seen. Mm. And just got to grade and he got injured. He went and played lower grades at Manly, then went over to the London Broncos, and he just couldn't crack it. He had injuries, and it just wasn't his time for but he was, he was one of the best schoolboy rugby league players you've ever seen. So he comes from great DNA. But yeah, yeah. and they interviewed his mum and dad after the game. <laughs> and his dad said, no, I'm not quite right with him playing for New South Wales, but I'm happy for him, more or yeah, less. Yeah, Words yeah. to the effect. But uh, yeah, to come out and say I hate Queensland, well, straight away when it comes to New South Wales selection, you put yourself ahead of the pack when you, you publicly show disdain for the opposition. You pride on the line. Yeah, 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 yeah. Unsung heroes. I love the unsung heroes. And for me, it was Liam Martin and Keon Kulamatangi. Mm. So both those guys had these really tough jobs defensively to look after their half and 5'8". And you, never, you don't really see it when you're watching the game, but it's something I always look at. I always look at the back roles that defend and protect their ball players. The most important players are your, your half and five-eighth and your fullback. And so what you've got to do is you've got to protect your commodity. Mm. And that's what Liam Martin, Keon Kulamatangi, go back and watch the game again. And don't watch it for the big moments. Watch it for the little moments. And the little moments of Cam Murray in the middle of the field, like, just unbelievable, the work rate, work rate. And then Liam Martin, how aggressive he is, and he defends Cody Walker. And Keon Kulamatangi with Mitchell Moses, outstanding. Um, Wally Lewis medal, mm-hmm. Reuben Cotter. Yep,
2: well-deserved. Yeah, easy. Yep.
1: Played three 80-minute games in the forwards, started in the front row, moved to the back row throughout the game. I remember watching him in Adelaide, down there calling the game. And I watched him, and it was about 12 minutes to go. It was that real tough period where everyone's tired, your legs are burning, your lungs are burning. His body language, he was bouncing around like a boxer in the first round. He was bouncing around. I thought, this guy must be super fit. And he said, well, he'd be 90... He would be 93, 94 kilos tops.
2: Yeah, I think, I think in Adelaide there was a few moments in between the seventieth, eightieth minute where there was a loose ball on the ground. He just jumped on it. it. Just jumped. Just on threw his it. head straight yeah. on the top of it. Yeah, and, and, and at that point, every other player is so fatigued, but yet he still turned yeah. it up. Mm. That's what Origins made of eh?
1: Two questions about the coaches now: Will Freddie go around next year? And mm. I suppose the victory, and the victory uh, gives him a pretty good argument in game three. It means you go in knowing that they got the selections right in game three and they got Latrell and Tommy, Tommy back as well. But this is what he had to say in relation to his coaching future. Well at the end of the day they may have had a bearing what the board may think because you know they'll decide who is going to be the coach going forward. I'm gathering they'll speak to me about how I feel and if I've got the energy or if I want to do it. So you know, them playing well today and
4: winning most probably uh, the consequences of getting beat by 30 would be Different. No, we won't see. I'm still there for a couple of months, so we won't see.
2: Yeah, and he
1: deserves the opportunity, whatever it may be, to sit down because he's given so much to rugby league, especially New South Wales. Like, he was a ferocious competitor as a player. He went through a, a period there where New South Wales were really dominant. Him, Joey, Danny Badiris, and Ben Kennedy and Craig Fitzgibbon, those sort of guys that were playing, Matty Gidley. Um and he, he deserves now what he's done with the New South Wales community, his Hogs for Homeless community programs, uh, what he's done with New South Wales Rugby League. He deserves every opportunity to sit down with selectors and say, and the and the board of New South Wales Rugby League and say, well, what do you want to do, Freddie? Do you want to coach next year or do you don't want to coach? If you do want to coach, do you need more help? Do you need more resources? What do we need to do to to make it happen? If you don't want to coach, well... You've got the ability to go out in your own accord and make whatever decision you want.
2: Surely he has one more crack with a full
1: squad. I don't think there's an immediate replacement for him, too. To be honest, well, because I, it's really important. Short-term coaching is really difficult. Mm. Many people think it's the easiest thing to do. It's actually the, the the more difficult thing to do because you've got to be, yeah, you've got to be as simplistic as possible, but also get your message across in a really short amount of time.
2: I love I love Queensland's dynamic. How they've got Thurston Smith um Billy yep. all working together with obviously Nate, and Miles, and Nate Miles Nate yeah. Miles. Like what if let's say Fitler went around next year, right? What if you bring someone in like a Boyd Cordner and uh Well um, he's got ex
1: players in there now. He's got Brandy Alexander, he's got uh, Mary McGregor, he's got um Danny Badiris. Well, there's some they're great great players but also really good minds of the game I'm, as
2: well. I'm just thinking someone with a with a fresh look on it. Well he had Ivan Cleary in his coaching box
1: on game three and and he admitted after the game, he said, I wanted him in there because he's got a calm head and two, he's got really good advice. I asked him some questions, he gave me mm. the right answers and I don't know. Can you do that? Well, you can't be, a lot of the, the QRL in the New South Wales Rugby League don't want you to be a full-time coach and coach state of origin, but yeah, you can come in as an assistant. There's nothing right. wrong with that. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah.
2: yeah. What about Sam Burgess? Thoughts on him?
1: Well, many would say he's a pom. What? Why, why would you bring him into Origin? But Graham Lowe coached coached Queensland. He's a Kiwi, had success. You know what? I, I love I love Sam. I'm a I'm a huge protector of Sam. So uh, anyone who wants to argue anything different, I'll <laughs> I'll put up a debate any time about Sam. He's a, he's a great human, Sam. He's a, and he's a very good coach for more reports. But do you know what? If if you want to bring Sam in, probably bring him in as an as assistant. Yeah, yeah. Just bring I, him in as assistant and, and let him have a a bit of a taste of it and see whether he's he's that sort of person for a role of that nature.
2: I just think yeah, someone someone to work with the forwards. Yeah, right. Obviously, Danny's there working with the hookers, but just to just to I don't know, like a not a Paul Gallen, but someone with a bit of ticker. Are you are saying Paul Gallen has got ticker? Wow. No, I'm not saying exactly that. He's all you're saying. I am just saying Brandy comes across as a really nice guy. He is a nice guy, but he's and, got he's got
1: he's got one of the smartest, he's one of the most intelligent rugby league pl- players in in relation to his his IQ. He's mm-hmm. outstanding. Um Sammy's one of those guys he's he's methodical in everything he does. Um but he knows that modern day confrontation. Yeah. in the forwards and um and insane that hasn't changed that much over decades, but I suppose he's He's relevant. There yeah. you go. He's probably yeah, yeah. relevant to the current player because mm. he didn't retire that long ago.
2: That's what I mean. And like his best I,
1: mates with Russell Crowe.
2: So. Brandy's obviously retired, <laughs> yeah. a, you know, a fair while ago. And Badiris is, you know, he's he's not that far out of the game. But Ten years, yeah. I just, yeah, like like your Thurston's and your Smith's. It's only two or three years ago, right? Mm. I just think they need one or two players in that current mix-up. A little bit more relevant. Yeah. Luke Definitely. Lewis.
1: Perfect. Bang.
2: Bang. Yeah.
1: Good man, Louie. He yeah. actually be a really he'd actually be really good as as a New South Wales coaching team. Um before I finish, one thing that did convince me, watching Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell and Damian Cook and Keon Kulamatangi um, is that South, if they finish in the top four, they're the I think they're the only team that can beat Penrith. Just their unpredictability. And what this will do for Cody and Keon Kulamatungi the back end of the year, mm. playing origin, confidence. playing their one origin game. Yeah.
2: South's are such a confident team. It's they, all on confidence, isn't it? If they've got everyone on the park yeah. and they've got the trell to come back, they are going to be so difficult to beat. Mm. Yeah. I will remind you who won against Panthers in round one. South. Who? Brisbane Broncos. Oh, they did too, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's round one. That's... <laughs> Too long ago. I want a Bunnies in Brisbane grand final. Do you
1: really? No, I'll be there. Oh. <laughs> I'll be there in a
2: heartbeat.
1: So, it's a Broncos Panthers, you won't be there?
2: No. No. No, okay. I will be. Yeah, I'll yeah. go down. <laughs> I'll uh, go let's
1: down. get to a break on Off the Bench. This is Sats and Daddy Vasno, Jace Matthews today, and Danny Badiris New South Wales. Newcastle, Australian legend, joins us next.
0: More Off the Bench NRL soon. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a moment. Search Off the Bench NRL on iTunes or Spotify. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. Here's King. King down the right side.
3: Throws the ball inside. They're in again the blows. Danny Bediris. Danny Bediris scores his first
1: American try. Oh, he landed up too. If you go look at the, the highlight of that,
4: he lays up, he puts his hand up, the boy from Tari. Yeah. He and, he look, and he said, look, if I come on the show today, you've got to play that. Yeah. So we've played that. We've done it for you. Now, didn't you change your name? Is it Buderus? Remember last time we had a chat to him. It's it's Danny. It, it, it's Buderus, isn't it?
5: Yeah, no. Siri Siri says it that way. <laughs> Does it when you go into Siri? Call me Buderus. But um, no, no, no. The boys reckon I'm the only bloke who said his own name wrong. But if, <laughs> if, if you if you're from the European world over there, we're uh, Buderus. There it is. There it is. Yeah, what, what nationality is, is that, Betsy? French German man, it's okay. right on the border. Really? Man. It's, um, yeah, nice. yeah. So, there you go. Kransky's, uh, Batters. I've been called all sorts of things everywhere. here, uh, but I'll take Betsy. There yeah. we go. That's so we fine.
4: we always like to base our nationalities on food. So I'm thinking a Kransky inside a baguette. <laughs> what do you reckon? That? Oh, geez, that's all right, isn't oh, it? Oh, right.
5: That sounds all right. That sounds all good. I'm filming that way at the moment. Um, yeah, you're sober, Bedsy?
4: Or, or what? What's going on? Yeah, time to pick
5: me uh, It was great. It was a really good. Um, good scenes, you know. It's been a, a real pressured series. It's so good to see all the families in there. Um, the last three games, we've had the long faces on. So, um, you know, it's never never good losing an Origin um, series or an Origin match, but we've, you know, break the shackles a bit for us last night and a lot of pressure uh, came off a lot of people's shoulders.
1: Do you get a chance, Bedsy, after the game when you know, all the cameras are gone and start the players and families start to filter out where you and Freddie and Brandy and just the immediate circle and Mary McGregor get to sit down and have a have a quiet beer? Uh,
5: not really. Last night was more just about getting everyone in, the families and there's a lot of people that are, uh, are under pressure and, you know, that. What's really good about the, the staff we've got, you know, not no one faltered. There's a sport. At the end of the day, that the head coach makes decisions, and we we support those and do our do our jobs the best we can. And um, you know, last night, um, you know, the way that the players played, the, the, the game plan um, was executed perfectly, and uh, Cody had a, a big say in that, and really aimed the performance. And along with the debutante there from Newcastle in uh, in Brabham Vest, um, what a, what a debut!
1: Yeah, you would love seeing that. Mm. It also gives it's a real shot in the arm for the Knights as well to see one of their players going so well uh, last night. When you talk about Cody, Betsy, he has got that little bit of alpha about him, alpha male. He's got a bit of an aura about him. Um, it looks like he's, you know, he's been around a long time, Cody. But even though he's a late late starter in the NRL, when he walked into the Blues camp, could you sense that he that he had that sense of yep. ownership about him?
5: Definitely, definitely. And from the minute he walked in and looked you in the eye and shook your hand, he he was going to own it, own a performance. And no, his, he was happy to, to own the you know the, the teams as well. So um, he's in a really good headspace. The way way he spoke um, when he got the, the players player uh, back at the post match function was real clear, really top notch, really classy, and he played that way as well. And mm. um, he spoke about all the. All the players that played last night and what sort of job they did for him, but um at the end of the day if she asked Bradman Best to run off Katie Walker, um what a pleasure, you know, and I think both those guys and, and Foxy there on the left, um How good you know, all week prepared oh. very well, really well. So about on the other side as well, I thought our
4: outside backs did an awesome job and um
6: Brian
5: Tile and uh Stevie and Stevie Kite mm. with his defence and uh, Brian with his play two carries.
4: Um, I'll tell you who I love. Putting on the blues jumper, Jake Travoyevich. Whenever I see Jake Travoyevich in a uh, in a blues jumper, I just feel like things are going to get done, yep. and I I feel more confident. Uh, Freddie loves him. Like what what does he bring to the side behind the scenes? Like, do you guys obviously feel the same way? Like what does he bring to the Definitely.
5: team? Uh, it brings a lot to the team. Um, you know, people, you know, a lot of a lot of selections and different things happen this year. A lot of hurdles. You know, Jake got hurt um, on the eve of the series, uh, Campbell Gillow Gillard got hurt, um, a couple of weeks, um, before the series. So the two front rows that came back into the squad for game three and after their injuries had sort of settled and, you know, but Jake, Jake is an international player, the high standard player. He's never not played to the best of his ability. You know, he's always doing whatever he can for the team, puts it first. Um, He's always, just at train. He's always happy to be amongst it with, with whatever's going on. He's he's in it. So um, you know he's when you're looking at those teams and you're like, I'm like you, like you, when you see his name down there, it, it feels right.
4: Mm. I mean, talk about Bradman best. I still find it hard to believe. Twenty one years of age. I know. I feel like he's been playing the game for years and two tries on on debut. Uh, could have easily had three tries. Uh, another man who made his uh, debut last night was Kalama Matungi. From the Rabbitohs, geez, yeah. didn't he put in a big performance?
5: He did. He, he really did. He he was um, he felt really comfortable in his surroundings there with um, and Cam Murray through the middle with with Damien Cook. I thought the wits and uh, the pass from Damien was was great to Cam, and um, but on the right he had a big job to do. He he's tasked with a big job to to run at some of their real quality players, and um, he did that to you know to the tee, you know to the ladder. He did a really good job there, and. And really carried out the game plan, so um, you know you're, you're unearthing some, some new ones there, and that's um, that's what I was about to get the get the victory, but give some other guys a, a taste of um, what could happen. And you're right, like Bradman Best, uh, twenty-one, um, and Keon as well. He's, he's, he's young, so plenty of good years ahead for those uh, those couple.
1: Spoke about Bradman Best last night on our call. His father, Roger, was top three. Best schoolboy football players you've ever seen. Amazing. He comes from great DNA. Now he's a
5: Queenslander. Yeah, he's too
4: from yeah, Ipswich. He's, he's a Queensland. mad Queensland fan. Bradman's
1: best dad. Yeah.
4: yeah. yeah. yeah he made yeah. a com- oh that makes sense because he made a comment post game on the Channel Nine coverage and I didn't quite understand it. Now yeah. I get it. Yeah. 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 Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, now. um... Yeah. Now I think Bradman it
5: when he was, he was one of those beach sprinters as well. So. <laughs> Uh, we had two blue sprinters out there last night. But um I think when he when he represented New South Wales, um I think Roger tried to say, mate, this will be the first time you, you represent New South Wales and Brabant said, No, mate, this is this is me. I'm always gonna be a New South Welshman and he bleeds blues so uh, he, he dreamt of that occasion, I'm sure he would have played over it over many a time in his head, Bradman, about playing for the blues, but I don't think he's ever probably dreamt about that performance. So, you know, if you a bit at the moment. Hey, Betsy, I love the unsung
1: heroes. I always look at the game and, yeah, we can see the flashy brilliance of, of Walker and, and, um, and yeah, the finishes of, of Toto and, and Josh Odo But I've got to say, I, I love watching defensive resilience of sides. And it wasn't there in the first two games on a number of occasions for New South Wales. But last night, for 80 minutes... They, you stood there with your heels on the on the try line, and you withstood a uh, you know a wave of Queensland attack time and time again. I've got to say, the four guys that really stood out for me was two, three that you've mentioned: Keon Kula uh Damien Cook, and Cam Murray. But Liam Martin protected Cody Walker all night.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he'd be when you're talking about the backfield medal or something like that. Uh, he would have polled uh, great in all three three games. Um, Liam and come off the bench played uh, in the middle a little, a little bit um, the first two but you own know, that that left side and you know if if you're running off Cody with the ball and the, the least you could do is try and protect him um, mm. when you haven't got the ball so um, they had a really good combination and um, you're right defensively we you know that's we didn't save enough tries in the first two games but we definitely saved tries last night and, and that's how you win Origins and that's how you have those Origin moments.
1: Now, you know better than anyone, Bedsy, that Origin takes it out of you physically, but as a coach, it obviously takes it out of you emotionally. And with Tommy Trebojevic out and Latrell out and Cleary out, those three main players, and with the media scrutiny, did Freddie, did it take it out of him emotionally this series?
5: Yeah, it's been a tough one. It has. It's, you know, there's a lot of things been happening and a lot of commentary around pretty much everything um, to do, you know, with what, what New South Wales was trying to do this year. So... Um, it does, you know, and it affects not just affects everyone, it affects your family, and you know that that's last night at the end of the day, from a profile position, there's not probably in sport you got Australian cricket, Australian cricket uh, coach, and then probably um, mm. you know, New South Wales Origin coach, but just under that, it's, it's a very high profile job, and um, yeah, so he's it, probably definitely uh, looking forward to having the series finished and that that game one last night, and you know really enjoying that victory and first time saw it. Same small last night. It was, it was really
4: the same smile. Yeah, well done, great, great win. And I know our Queensland listeners probably aren't loving this chat as much as I am at the moment, Ben. It's hard working with these bloody Queenslanders. I can tell you that much. D- d- looking uh, ahead,
5: mate, they all. I've got a few around here tonight, the and oh. they all just pop down now. So they come up, and then they just pop down. They've got the big but they they had a great series, Queensland, and they really did. Deserved.
4: They did. Um, before you go, like, geez, it must be. I know we're looking ahead to next year, but we've been talking about it tonight as well. Geez, there's some headaches for the New South Wales selectors next year. When you, I mean, Bradman Best, who played an outstanding <laughs> debut last year, if Latrell and uh, and Tommy are fit, they're back in the centres. Campbell Graham, Campbell, yeah. Can, uh, but but then you've, then you've got Nathan Cleary. I mean, Mitch Moses again has not put a foot wrong in the in the two origins he's filled in for Nathan Cleary this year, and it's. You know, there's going to be some hard decisions. Finally, I think you guys got it right with Murray. Good uh, decisions. Yeah, but, yeah, it's but it's good decisions. And, you know, like there's going to be so yeah. many decisions. Like Payne Haas has got to come back next year for game one as well. So, so much going on.
5: Yeah, well, you always see um, injuries. And, you know, with the, the injuries we've had this year, it, it obviously creates depth and opportunities for, for other players, which it has. So, um, but yeah, let's just uh give Orange a little bit of a rest, I reckon, before we pick the next year's team and um but you can you never know what's gonna happen um next year. But you know, some of those players that didn't play in the series are injured in the series and you know, someone like Latrell he's just got that box office ticket, you know, he's he's the X Factor and uh, but Bradman what what a what a, you know, series. He loved playing for, playing for the blues and we'll see what happens next year.
1: Bedsy, before we let you go, really quickly, uh we know you got your little training group. You still you're still getting together. Well, now that the Origins finished, we get a lot of time. So just go through who's in your little training group three or four days a week.
5: Well, I've missed out on the so over the Origin period, it's hard. I haven't been part of the Wolf Pack, right? That's what we call <laughs> yeah. the Wolf Pack. So yeah. Chief, Chief heads it up. Chief, Chief, uh, uh, and Kurt Gilly, Probably Kurt Gidley is the he's the one that gets us put through our paces. Yep. Um, Matt Gilley, Kurt Gidley, Steve Crow. He's on yeah. seventy-five days hard. Right, today yep. was the seventy-fifth day. So he's done 150 sessions straight. Oh. So that's, that's worth a round of applause. So that's two every day. So 75 hards, you've got to do uh, 75 days of, of training, no alcohol, take something out of your diet, read 10 pages of a book, three, three gallons of water, and all that sort of stuff. So Crowy, he's on fire. He's leading the charge at the moment. So And Mark Hughes, Mark Hughes, Bill Peden. It's a good crew. about good eight of us. So,
1: the um, wolf pack. He's a great wanker. Way to start He's a wanker. That's yeah. it.
4: The wolf pack. Who howls? Who does we've the got... howling? Who does the howling? <laughs> yeah.
5: And... Um, we've, even, we've even got, which it didn't, <laughs> Chloe bought singlets with a big wolf on it. once. Oh, <laughs> oh just, stop it. Just, it.
4: just hey, so people know who you did, are. We didn't
5: wear it though.
4: We didn't wear it. <laughs> Jesus, oh, Betsy. We didn't come on.
5: Come on. He's gone from an Australian a rugby league,
4: Australian rugby league legend here, New South Wales legend, down to the wolf pack. Yep. And Oregon <laughs> Bedsy's Zach Galfinakis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Bedsy, uh, we'll let you go. Uh, good luck with the Knights for the rest of you, by the way.
5: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just at NRLW training at the moment. So we're, we're kicking off next week. Yeah, so next
4: week. Yeah, we yeah, have
5: a look how. Running
4: there. Yeah, that's so exciting. Yeah,
5: good, good stuff.
4: Can't wait. We should have game four. New South Wales are ready to go now. <laughs> Bring on game four. Bugger yeah, start, this three-game series. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a
5: showpiece, isn't it? It's plenty to chat about. Beautiful. Bedsy? So, well, let's rest. Let's, let's, let's put it to bed. Let's
4: put it to bed. Danny Bedouris. Oh, what is it again? I've forgotten. Bedouris. <laughs> uh Thanks for joining yeah, us on Sports yeah. Day.
5: No worries, lads. Out. This is Off the
0: Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. Time for a racing update for racing Queensland. Queensland is your place to race this year.
4: Yeah, it certainly is, and this man is in the know. Uh, Chris Nelson joining us. G'day, Nelson.
6: Jace uh, Sats, how are you guys? Good.
4: I'm very happy. Very happy. Why's that? Well, origin uh new south wales yep. i'm still celebrating uh winning the third game of the series you know what they say in the racing industry no, the biz. Uh, what in the racing biz you're, you're only, only as, good as good as your last, last start that's yep. right and yep. your last winner so <laughs> cop that queensland uh anyway racing queensland racing segment now nelson um there's some news around the
6: winner of the winx uh, guineas yes uh, about someone wanting to buy it well, there was offers, plenty of offers about uh, uh, Knight's Choice, who or for Knight's Choice, who, of course, won the uh, the Winx Guineas, which was, of course, the Sunshine Coast Guineas. At the Sunshine Coast a couple of weeks ago, made it three wins on the trot. Looks very promising. You know, Connections have a very high opinion of this horse. They were offered, reports are they were offered $2.3 million to sell this horse, which would have come from Hong Kong, but they've knocked it back. What
1: so, are you saying? They're on the Hong Kong's, or is from, <laughs> <Hong> Kong? <laughs> from Hong Kong?
6: From Hong Kong. Okay. So, yeah. Yep. So uh, they've knocked back two point three million, and they're looking towards uh, maybe the Cox Plate with this horse. Now it's a bit of a step up in class, but look, part trained by Sheila Laxon, of course, who trained Ethereal back in the day. So she knows a good horse. Wow. wow.
4: Two point three. That's a pretty. Put that into. Is that a is that a a massive
6: offer? It is. Yeah, right. it is a massive offer. I mean, I've seen a lot of offers from Hong Kong over the years. That's probably one of the biggest, that, if not the biggest, that I've seen. That's that's beyond life-changing. So well, apparently you
1: can make some money in this horse game.
6: Yes, <laughs> if you find sell horses. If you've got a decent one, it helps.
1: Now, Gold Coast Turf Club, and we're yep. talking about off-air, Nelson, that Melbourne Cup Day, not only on the track is a big day in every, every postcode in Australia, but yep. it could be an even bigger day for the Gold Coast Turf Club.
6: It could. Uh, they're looking at hopefully getting back on the grass on, uh, on Melbourne Cup Day. We know oh, we've been right. racing on the poly for a long time while we've got the grass, which is all being laid there and looking really good. But they're hoping that uh, it's all uh, spick and span and ready to go on, uh, on Melbourne Cup Day. Of course, they want to be up and running for Magic Millions in January. So uh, Derby or Melbourne Cup, but they're leaning towards Melbourne Cup at this stage. And and question
4: great. without notice, Nilsa, any, what, what other improvements can we expect from the Gold Coast Turf
6: Club? I think they've put a tunnel in for the horses to come through from the training area. Um, there'll be lights, as we know, down the track probably next year sometime, so there's plenty more to come. And the, tra- the training facilities are actually improved out of sight. Uh, Bjorn Baker, I know, is one trainer that's looking at uh, setting up a satellite stable from New South Wales. So... For the trainers, it's a massive win. They've had to go through uh, what probably eight or nine months of uh, poly track, but once it's all over, it's going to be a win-win for trainers. I've actually
1: had a look at some proposed plans for the Gold Coast Turf Club in the middle, where there's a lot of obviously yeah. a lot of spare space. It will be one, if not outside of Victoria, it'll be one of the the best the best tracks in Australia. What like,
4: hospitality
1: when it comes to activities and everything for everyone? I mean, it's yeah, it, it, the plans look amazing, but. Um, outside of that, when you talk about lights at the Gold Coast Turf Club, if there was any track yeah, in Australia yeah. that needed lights yeah, yeah. and twilight racing, it's got to be the Gold Coast, hasn't it? Yeah.
6: Yeah, it's got the backdrop like Happy Valley in Hong Kong. And I've seen some some artists drawings too. sets of uh, some high-rises yeah. uh, near the near the actual race course. You can look over the track and live there and look over the track, similar oh, to uh, Eagle Farm. Like a South Deven.
1: Bank-like uh, water. Yeah. Water really? error, everything, yeah. yeah. It looks, it's going to be How amazing if it, gets, if
4: it comes off. I've been to Happy Valley. It's, yes. race, it's unbelievable. Is that the massage it parlor in No, No, that's not. In Sydney? Oh, <laughs> no, no, no that's, this is the Happy Valley in Hong Kong. <laughs>
6: that's great. That's uh, anyway,
4: summer. I better move on from that. Uh, any tips for this weekend's racing?
6: Uh, look, Eagle Farm, we'll, we'll throw a couple in at, uh, at value. Race four, number 12, Gaius, I think will run well and race six number 11 we go bam for sen track zone sammy collett i think will run really well also so stick with race four number 12 and race six number 11 guys yeah. both each way
4: all right thank you very much nelson um queensland is racing the action continues this week across the sunshine state visit racing what are you really gambling with for free and confidential support visit gambling no, also, as always, it's been a pleasure.
6: Thanks, guys. Have a pleasant weekend.
0: This is Off
4: The Bench
6: NRL.
1: We'll be back soon.